I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We are recording the podcast, but there's a metronome. I can hear a metronome. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Yes, okay. Good. Hey, Hi. how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Oh my God, we're back. Oh. Gosh. It's been mad. It has been like a roller coaster in a whirlwind yeah. up a mountain. It's been like one of the greatest Christmases ever, though. Yeah, we were due to go away. And yeah. It all got cancelled due to a COVID situation. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad it did, in a way. Yeah. Because it worked out really well. It's been really nice. Mm. Mm. I'm really gutted it's over. I know. And I, I, you said something which made so much sense that no one has ever said to me before, which was, I was trying to think of something really funny to say there, and it just, and I thought if I was Michael, in in that second where I took a breath, yeah. this is all the stuff that I was thinking, if I was Michael, I'd know exactly what to say, why can't I think of something? So no you... one has ever said this to me before. <laughs> and I was thinking, you look nice, you're a good person, like, that's not funny, you would have thought of something funny. Anyway, the point is, you mm. said to me... Mm-hmm. The lovely thing about Christmas and New Year is that everyone's off at the same time. Yeah. And that is why it's so nice. So when you're calling somebody and you're going, on Tuesday, do you fancy a walk around the reservoir? Everybody's free. Yeah. It's not like, you know, if my girlfriend sends out a message and says, fancy soup on Tuesday night, I'm like, I can't do it. I've got a voiceover for blah, 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 blah. It's, I think, traditional holidays like Christmas and Easter. Religion aside, forget, forget about all that. It's just brilliant. It's so important. And, you know, if the price we have to pay is slightly believing in Santa Claus or Jesus, I'm very happy to do that. If we all get the same time off. Mm. Wow. What mm. a great thing. I also, it just reinforced the idea of like um, these annual traditions are really helpful in organizing your life and piecing it together. Because mm. you say, well, this time last year I was doing this and this time last year, this year I'm doing that. I think they're really good traditions and mm. stuff. A lot of people go, oh, I hate Christmas or I hate Easter or I hate this or I hate that. But they may help you make sense mm. of your own life, I think, because you take stock around this time mm. of year. And I, I was so pleased that we didn't get locked down in mm. England. I don't think, I don't think Scotland and Wales and Ireland had a few, Northern Ireland had a few restrictions, yeah. but not. I think, but I think what did lock us down was COVID mm-hmm. scuppered. I mean, it meant that a lot of people spent Christmas alone. Yeah. That were supposed to be with their families, kids, grannies, like, the, you know, the family nucleus got busted apart. Yeah. Um, it was uh, hard, but for us, we lucked out, really. And, yeah. And that, had I've, a very, I've had a really good time. I really am time. not ready to go back to work. Although... We watched a lot of telly. <laughs> This podcast is a gentle ease. Yeah, we're easing into ourselves work, back in. Easing know. ourselves back in. Um, so I hope everybody's all right. I hope yeah. you all had a nice Christmas mm-hmm. and as good as it could be. Mm-hmm. I hope Santa Claus got you things that you wanted, mm-hmm. things that we might have recommended. <laughs> I mean, we celebrated Christmas like two weeks before Christmas. Yeah, we did Christmas before Christmas and then had another Christmas because mm. we weren't going to be with the kids and then we were. But as a little additional gift mm. on Christmas morning, mm. you got me. A coffee subscription to grind coffee. I did. So I now get each month pods delivered to my house, mm-hmm. courtesy of you and grind. And I really well, no, like just that coffee. Courtesy of me. I mean, y- yes, you know, just to say, grind didn't give us a freebie. So no, they did. Anybody's thinking that we're saying <laughs> yeah. this because we, they didn't. But I, I think it's there's two or three subscriptions out there that I think are great. Obviously, yes, Telly first of all, a magazine which yes. is really good. My classic car magazine, I love. Coffee's a brilliant and one. And socks. The sock one, yeah, yeah. Gen- Geneva, Geneva. I can't remember what it was called. Genevieve Sweeney. Genevieve Sweeney. sock subscription. That's that runs out this year. It's been a year old. That Maybe it was just a one-year thing. I mean, I think your son loves you, but not that much. Yeah. But the, the, the coffee thing I'm really grateful for because I do run out and there's nothing worse than waking up in the morning and then not being coffee. Well, you often call me and go, I've run out of coffee pots. So what so I, I get... So I'm thinking, right, okay, mm. I know what to do. What I get is I get two 
pods a day for a month. And then they deliver that again. Yeah. So it would be about 62 coffee that, pods a month. that's good for you. Yeah, that's great. I don't want to drink amount, more than right? two, yeah. yeah. More than two and I'm done. I can't sleep okay. for a month. Um, so thanks very much indeed for uh, so, for that little e- additional pleasure. gift. I was mm. uh, I was delighted about it. So, making I, the I cut. Got, I, got some good, I got some good recommendations over the past two or three mm-hmm. weeks mm-hmm. from family members. Oh, have you? Mm. I've just had one today from a mate of mine who's just sent me through. He said, have you ever watched this? And I haven't watched it, so I am going to watch it and then I'll recommend it. Mm. If it's any good. Mm. Holly recommended an amazing TikTok account Mm -hmm. for anybody that struggles to sleep or Mm -hmm. struggles with anxiety or struggles with stress. Um, I showed you this last night. I don't know if what you thought of it, but she's called Whispering Willow Mm -hmm. ASMR. Now, to show you just how massive Whispering Willow has become, she's got 1.2 million followers. And she's had 41.9 million likes. Wow. And it was funny because Holly has always struggled with sleeping. This is Mm -hmm. my 20-year-old. She's always thinking. She's always got something on her mind. And she just, she gets into bed, everything goes quiet, and she goes, king, and just starts thinking, thinking. Yep, that's what I do. Anyway, Whispering Willow is a girl, and she... I don't know if everybody knows what ASMR is, but ASMR is this thing where you use sound to evoke a feeling. So people, um, they had this obsession with cutting through something with a knife and Uh, the sound that it makes or when somebody talks into the microphone. You know, that's, yeah, that's ASMR. Um, <laughs> and she does this anti-stress thing. Now, she has got one that has got 13.4 million likes on it. So I'm going to play it. Good. Hold okay. it right to the microphone so we can yeah. really immerse ourselves. Let's in- do Okay, so those are 10 ASMR triggers. But the other thing that I love is when she does this thing called stress plucking. So she. Oh, yes. So that that she does, she does it with her mouth so you can see her while she's doing it. Anyway, genuinely, when Holly showed it to me, I thought this is going to be absolutely pants. Mm -hmm. A girl whispering and then making noises like she's cutting your stress away. Mm. I really like it. Yeah, well, you showed it me last night and I thought, I was cynical initially. Yes. And then I thought... Isn't it funny? God, it really seems to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I really don't want it to. But, so anyone oh. that's struggling mm. with um, any kind of um, anxiety at mm. night, struggling to get to sleep, Whispering Willow ASMR on TikTok. She's really good. Uh, nice. Mm. Nice recommendation there. Mm. I mean, I've watched a bit of Francis Bourgeois over the, oh over the Christmas period. There's something about um, this helpful stuff online mm. that's just very, very nice, isn't it? It's like, thank seen, God. Have you seen the video that he did talking about how... His past. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The pictures have come out of him looking like a rude boy Yeah. Um, at school. Mm. And people are trying to say that he's a fake. Mm. And he does this absolutely heart-wrenching video about how he did turn into a rude boy and he did go to the gym to try and fit in. Yeah, and spike his hair up. But all he wanted to do was play with trains. Oh, my God, I love him so much. Yeah, And as soon as he got old enough and confident enough to go, actually, I'm going to go back to trains. And he says, my life has never been so fulfilling. And where it's got him. I know, I know. It's a a great example of how you should follow your own intuition sometimes, isn't it? Um, Once you fully understand yourself. Mm. Um, Francis Bourgeois, 43. 
on Instagram. Yeah, I didn't realise he had a 43 on the end. I think Francis Bourgeois on um, TikTok okay. is just Francis Bourgeois, but on Insta. Instagram he's Francis underscore Bourgeois 43. But there's something about stumbling across these very genuine nice people, aren't mm. there? And that account you've just done, what's it called again? Whispering Willow. Whispering Willow. ASMR? ASMR. Okay, asthma. But there's something so valuable in it mm. that people are thinking, oh, great. And you don't have to compare yourself to the people in it either. No. That's the other thing about mm. a lot of accounts. They're kind of creating this ideal that you have to compare yourself to. Which and I think, I is think a natural Christmas, Christmas is a terrible time for that, right? Mm. Because it, even I, as a grown adult, I know I see my girls comparing themselves to other girls mm-hmm. all the time. But <clears throat> me as an adult, I think, oh, you know, I... I know that's yeah. not what I want to do. I do not want to compare myself to other people. But when I look at other mums, so I'm comparing myself to other mums, right? Yeah. I look at other mums and what they've done with their houses over Christmas and their perfect mince pies that they've made from scratch. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I, here I am, I'm going to make, this is the Christmas pudding that I made last year and I've had mm-hmm. it. And I think, oh, I'm I'm shit. <laughs> I thought I was great at the whole Christmas. Then you just catch yourself and you think, what are you doing? Like, yeah. They might be really good at that, but then they might look at you and think, how did she cook for 26 people? And I'll tell them that's because I had Michael helping. <laughs> yeah. And um, this was on the 11th of December, by the way, our pre-Christmas. Yeah. But, yeah, so I think it's that comparison mm. thing is is not healthy. But when you just see somebody out there that's helping, mm. there's there's that loss, like you said, of comparison, which is such so liberating. Every so often I do a big call on Instagram. Mm. Uh, so I get rid of people that I follow and then I start following different types of people. And it is amazing how once you're fed a different uh, narrative or a different view of the world, how you feel differently. You mm. know? So if you are following things that make you feel a bit weird. Negative accounts or accounts that are too newsy or if you're following yeah. too many of the same account, try following something different. And also then it feeds you different stuff on your For You page. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, because, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, you're in a slightly different system Algorithm. then. Yeah. And if you follow, I've started following Jimmy Carr since I read the book and what, listened to that thing. And it's just it's just jokes, basically. And mm. I think, yeah, why don't I just look at more jokes? Yes. You know, why do I have to this look at very something true. really serious? And also, there's, you know, there's people that I compete with at work, let's say, you know, mm. for jobs. And they might get a job that mm. I went for and didn't get. And then I see the job. Mm. You know, so I find myself, I sometimes mute them for a month. So I don't unfollow them. I just don't have to see it. Because mm. sometimes it doesn't make me feel that great, you know. Mm. So I would recommend doing that from time to time as mm. well, just shifting things around a bit. And all of a mm. sudden you find yourself, that when you go on Instagram or, or Twitter, it's just a bit more happy mm. or a bit more fun and That's less worrying. That's a really worrying. good idea. Yeah. Okay, we watched we watched a bloody we've watched a, we've, we've watched a lot, a lot. Films, but we've watched a lot of stuff. We watched Inception because Holly hadn't seen Inception. No, and she was desperate to see it, wasn't she? She's a, she's got a very good comprehensive list of films that want, she wants to watch yeah. that I want to watch again. Essentially, mm. and Inception was in one of them. Now I'd forgotten just what a movie Inception yeah. is. So it's a Christopher Nolan movie. So if you don't if you know anything about him, but he's a director and he's a writer and one thing or another, he's made some of the greatest films you've ever seen, but. They're usually lengthy and they require investment. They require thought, um, require, sorry, thought and what do you call it? Kind of prediction. You know, mm. you have to work at the film to make, to get some reward from it. But it's such a rewarding film, Inception. Leonardo DiCaprio is brilliant in it. Ellen Page is brilliant in it. I think now called Elliot Page. Mm-hmm. Yes. And who's the Gordon Levitt guy? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph, who was in Looper, which we watched He's recently. so oh. good. God. But I, I've got to say what was mm. one of the nicest things for me, mm-hmm. and you um, had this, I seem to remember about a year ago with Joel, your youngest, is watching it with Chester was so nice because he absolutely, for the first time ever, got into a movie yes. and didn't ask loads of questions at the beginning he just l- let himself not quite understand it. Yes. And then understood it as it went on. Yeah. And then at the end, he was just blown away. And you know one of those films, Inception is a film a bit like Looper, where you can't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It goes on and mm-hmm. on in your head. And then we watched another film 
um, together and he went, this is a bit like Inception. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, yeah. this is great. He's now cross-referencing movies because Chester was a comedy guy. He yes. would only watch comedies. A bit of Adam Sandler, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 and now he's kind of developed mm. onto more thought-provoking and more complicated. What's interesting about Inception is that you're, you're being fed information as and when you, the viewer, need it. Mm. Um, so there's a, you, there's a lot of unanswered questions all the time. You think, well, why is this and why, why is that? And what you need to do with that, a movie like that, and a lot of Christopher Nolan films, is just let the movie mm. grow as mm. you watch it and things fall into place. The very first movie he made that became famous was Memento. I don't know if you've ever yes, seen that Yes, it's one. so good with Guy... Guy Pierce. Yeah, Guy Pierce. Oh. Oh. And then the film starts at the very end of the movie and mm. works its way backwards to the front that. of the movie. I've got to show that to you. It's, it's just a brilliant yeah. uh, way of, of making a film. So you're constantly working backwards as the movie works forwards. Mm. It sounds weird, but just watch Memento mm. and then allow that movie to play out. And then in the end, you go, God, wow, how does that even work? Uh, and then Inception does, a, I guess, a similar thing. He also did a film called Tenet recently that I've been to see once and I didn't get at all... Um, but um, someone's told me you do need to watch that two or three times for it all to fall but, into I mean, place. I mean, like, is, is that a good thing? Well, I, do, I think if you love movies and the art of movies, then, yeah, it's brilliant because it's, a, it's challenging your mind all the time, mm. I think. It's essentially a very complex puzzle, doing like doing a jigsaw or building Lego or anything mm. like that. You can forget about what's going on in your life and then just immerse yourself in this one thing that you need to try and work out. I thought it was brilliant. I read an amazing bit about Hans Zimmer did the music. Mm-hmm. Music's amazing. And at the end of the credits, you know, Non, je ne regrette. Oh, yeah. That song comes up and it plays at normal speed and then it slows down to the speed it was at the beginning of the film during Hans Zimmer's score and throughout the movie. And then when we t- see the title stop in the corner of the screen, yes, the song ends. Oh, so it's yes, slowed down. Yes, like yeah. it's a, I mean, those kind of small details mm. are little things that are like magic to your eyeballs. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, definitely, definitely watch Inception, Inception. again. Inception, yeah. And if you, I can't remember where we watched it. It's probably on Amazon Prime. Um, but if you've got to pay for it, it's an absolute no-brainer. It's easy worth three or four quid for, a, for mm. an evening view. And I really enjoyed it. I, I think... know we just touched on it, but Looper was really... I saw it yes. um, for the first time. Chester saw it for the first time. You have talked about it before on this mm. podcast, but that was a fantastic movie to watch as a family. Yeah, that's on Netflix. So if you've got that, you can watch it free. It's a brilliant under two hours, over 7.8 on IMDb. Brilliant but let's movie. talk about Don't Look Up. Yes, Okay. Because we watched that. That's on Netflix. That's a huge. There's a huge buzz yeah. around that at the moment. It was made for Netflix with Leonardo DiCaprio. I can't believe he and did that. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. But I mean, the, the, the cast is the cast goes on and on, right? Yeah. Um, we haven't finished watching it though. We don't know what happens. No, in the end. no. But I, I am loving. So good. All of it. So so good. And it's really interesting the way that these big movies. So it was released on the cinema first, and then became on Netflix. Oh, it is a Netflix it? original. But what Netflix are doing to make them as, um, eligible for Oscars and things like that is they have to be released in the cinema <gasps> first. So they just go in the cinema for about a week, and then they end up on Netflix oh. very quickly. I'd, I would have loved to have seen that in the cinema. Well, it's probably still on. It's so they have simultaneously um, mm. uh, running, but. Um, it's a really good film. Mm. My only criticism mm. is Jennifer Lawrence's wig. Yes, it drives you mad, doesn't it? It does. Do you know there's something about Netflix where it mm. feels like, this is probably a coincidence, that they just slightly scrimp on the hair and makeup budget. Do you think? There's been a few things I've seen where I've thought, it's just not quite good enough. Do you need think, to talk to them about I that? Think, I think I could ring them up yeah, and ask them about all that. No, but I'm not joking. Because it, 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 the Crown, had a, a, the, the initial series of the Crown, the wigs were not very good either. And then it slightly got better. But I've seen two or three Netflix originals where I think, oh, I don't know who they're using. That's but terrible. It doesn't feel like a real Hollywood super movie, you know. However, I have to say a very British scandal that oh. we're watching at the moment on the iPad. Oh, my God. The wigs Paul Bettany. That. Yeah. Can we please dis- discuss? He's brilliant. He is such a good actor. And why Why is he not in everything? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't That's seen him very much recently. Well, he was in the Marvel things. He's uh, uh, Age of Ultron. He is Ultron, I think, in the Avengers. Yeah, but I'd like... That was it. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, he's not like a... I've worked with him and done his hair. Oh, have yeah, you? Yeah, he was in Mordecai, the film that I oh, worked yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's and? massive. Is he? Like six foot eight. 
Oh Massive, my God. a really powerful force in the wow. room. Huge guy. Because when he gets nasty, very charismatic. Fuck. Yeah, God, he's dark, isn't oh. he? So this is a I three-part mean, drama. I cowered under yeah. the duvet watching that. Like he frightens me. Mm. It's called a very British scandal, and this is not the Jeremy Thorpe thing, which I think is called a very English, English scandal. scandal. Yeah, and it's about the Campbell family, who are some aristocracy arist- aristocrats. aristocrats. Uh, based in Scotland, family that's still going on to this very day. But it's set in the 50s. It's a true story about a divorce, a third divorce that Ian Campbell has been through. We're yet to watch the final episode, but I cannot wait to watch it. It's not often that you watch something where both the lead roles are hateful. Yeah, it's Claire Foy mm-hmm. and... Paul Bettany. And yes, they're both pretty mm. undesirable people, really, aren't they? Quite mm. horrible. But it's a brilliantly put together documentary mm. with the lighting and yeah. the um, atmosphere of it is extraordinary. It's not a documentary. I mean, just a, yeah, it's like a drama. Do- I meant a drama. Yeah, drama series. And it is slow at times, isn't it? You mm. kind of think, oh, do we really need this scene to go on this long? But just enjoy the scenery, the art direction, the, the richness makeup, of the, it. Yeah, the lighting and everything. Just, uh, just really let it wash over you. It's a bloody great bit of telly. My dad put us on to that, so thanks, Dad. Um, I would like to talk yep. about um, Muddy Stilettos, which my auntie Becca told me about. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I'd heard of Muddy Stilettos is that various trainers that train on Own Your Goals had contacted me at various times saying I've been nominated as best mm-hmm. um, trainer in Kent um, or my nail salon was like, I've been, we've been voted for best nail salon in Kent, can you please vote, vote for us on Muddy Stilettos? But I just thought it was kind of a local thing. Mm-hmm. But my auntie Becca has flagged up the fact that it's nationwide. Now, Muddy Stilettos is um, a website that you can select your county and where you want to look up. And you can, I'm going to look up Kent, uh, okay. yeah, and yeah. you can find the best what's on this month, where to eat, the best restaurant, where one, but it's voted for by the people in that county. Now, Kent's an enormous county, and it's quite nice to explore your local county. Like, it's an hour's drive to Canterbury, but Canterbury's gorgeous, and Mm. it's got loads of other things around it. You know, if there's a nice restaurant in in Canterbury or in a heritage garden, kitchen garden in Biddenden, or there's 25 festive films to get you in, there's a little black book um, of florists or Anything Mm -hmm. that you need, Muddy Stilettos has got it there and it's got the best for your county. So you could look up St Albans and in Hertfordshire and Mm -hmm. find out all the best stuff that's happening there. And it's even got a list of the best places to live or if you're looking to move to a county, for example, because I knew it was either going to be, it was going to be southeast, sort Mm. of Surrey, Sussex, Kent, you know, if I'd have known this, I would have looked up all the counties and seen villages or towns that I like the yeah. look of. Or, it's a really, really good resource. Oh, that's um, good. So it's just called muddystilettos.co.uk. Yep, and it's nationwide. You can look up anywhere, but it's really useful. And there's lots of fantastic information on there. And they've built up over the last sort of five, ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, really like it. You can favourite things. You can kind of favourite restaurants or places that you want to go and they can Mm -hmm. be in your list of your wish list of what to do around where you live or indeed around the country best schools awards they've got weekend escapes everything that's good so even if you're going visiting somewhere Mm -hmm. you can just plug in the data and see Mm -hmm. what comes up god that's really good isn't it yeah it's a great recommendation well done auntie becca oh well done you as well hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So I was in the car a couple of days ago yeah. and my son put on, you know, when the, the kids go, can I plug my iPod into the radio, you know, and put some music on, you think, oh, God. What am I going to have to listen to here? It puts this song on. It's got this kind of like funky beat to it. It's a song by someone called Akira the Don. And I'm thinking, you know, sounds like something from the cryptocurrency world, you know. Um, And then it also said Jordan Peterson Art. And I was like, oh, what's this? And it sounds a bit like a Baz Luhrmann wear sunscreen song. So somebody talking over the top of some funky music, saying something profound and meaningful. Now... I've never really wanted to talk about Jordan Peterson on this podcast. No. Uh, particularly. One, because he kind of, he's a bit of a polarising character and there's lots of people who have preconceived ideas about who he is and I've never wanted to be a person of trying to convince it's somebody also quite or good something. for us to be neutral on most things. Yes, exactly. But um, I, I've really enjoyed uh, his work over the years in, in, in all sorts of different, what do you call it, subjects that he's, he's covered. Um, and to be fair... Like, mm. it's as a male-female thing, because yeah. often he's seen as polarising towards women. Yeah. I've fa- I've found him enormously helpful over the yeah. years as well, so... He's a very, very he's, interesting character. He's an interesting so, person. Um, he's a professor of psychology at Toronto University. He's written several books. Well, he's written three books, actually. And then he's put all his university lectures and various talks online, and you can buy tickets to go and see him talk. You know, he's been considered a very interesting thinker and a philosopher and uh, a psychologist. But, um... I found this thing that he did a few years ago um, called What is the Purpose of Art? And he talked basically for about 20 minutes about why art is important, why Mm -hmm. he thinks it's important and why perhaps people don't really understand why art exists and Mm -hmm. what it's for. So he tries to articulate this in a really kind of interesting way. Anyway, this guy, Akira the Don, has taken that lecture Mm -hmm. and put it to music. And... I actually can't listen to this song without crying. Oh, God. That's what it's like. It's just something in it that opens me up in a way. And I I have no idea why either. I don't understand why it makes me teary or cry. But it does. There is a collection of words that he uses in a particular order that does something. Do you know there's something about spoken word over music? Because do you remember we lost dancing? Yeah, yeah. I, when I listen to that, mm. just just that phrase, mm. we lost dancing, yeah. makes me want to cry. But over that music, mm. because I, I missed dancing so much yeah, yeah. Um, that it, it, it triggered something. Mm. So maybe it's that. It's that there's, a, there's something, a yearning or you, an appreciation that you have for art to go with the music mm. that makes you really emotional. Mm. And I think he talks a bit about why modern people are quite cynical about art. Mm. But they, they find it impossible to be cynical about music. And, he, you know, I guess it, he's making the slightly obvious statement that music is art. Like, it's all art, mm. really. Mm. But why is it so valuable? Why is a painting worth a billion pounds? Or why mm. is it completely priceless? And why do people travel all over the world to stand in a room and look at something? Because mm. they don't really know what they're looking at. No. They don't know why it's there. Mm. Yet thousands of people are queuing up every day mm. to go into a room to look at something. And he then articulates why, exactly why. really. Yeah, and I guess it's an idea. A bit of it? Yes, I'll put, I'll put a bit of it on, but... Um, He's got quite a distinctive voice, Jordan Peterson, mm. as well. It's a very a bit like Kermit the Frog. Mm. I always think. I love he's, his voice. He's got, um, he's, I can't remember where he's from. He's from somewhere in, I was going to say Albuquerque, but it's not. Nova Alberta. Alberta. Alberta, that's yeah. right. I was at the Museum of Art in New York. I was in this amazing room. You know, had all these priceless paintings from the late Renaissance hanging in it. Each painting was, who knows, a billion dollars, maybe. They're priceless paintings. Why is it in this room? 
love the idea that the unknown shines mm. through them at us. Oh. And um, <laughs> I don't really understand why, but it's like they are a window into the unknown, you know. And he just explains it very well. But you, listen to the song. Well, I'll go onto YouTube and listen to it first because the lyrics come up and you can see what he's trying to say. But also this lecture exists on YouTube as well. And I think it's called What is the Purpose of Art? Well, if you go to our Instagram account yes. and have a look, um, Olivia, Olivia will pop something post up there. Um, the YouTube mm. video of Jordan Peterson talking about it and then also the track so you can see it. What do you think that was? Why do you... I don't really know. I don't know. It's just that I think... You know... Get the feeling there's something else, you know, and it's hard to, you know, get hold of that because it doesn't really come through the TV or or something, you know. But there's obviously something else going on, you know, and art seems to be able to communicate that in a way that doesn't really make any sense, but in some way lets you know that there's something else going on, you know. And he talks a little bit about. The artist's job is to do that, you know, it's to open up a portal into the unknown, you know, and it's just... But I, I wish... I, so much joy in that, you know. I love the fact that you can see that. Mm. But I don't own any art particularly or anything like that, but I can sense that there's a power within it, you know, that, that doesn't make any and sense. And I think he's right because music is easy to feel something with. Mm. And it's just as valuable as painting. I think one of the other things that I like about Jordan Peterson is when he's talking at the beginning of that, he says, like, you know, there I was, I'm standing in front of this, Mm. and he's looking around and he's thinking, why are we all standing here? Mm. He is on a journey himself. Mm. You know, he's often going, like, why do we do that? Yeah. It's not like, why do you do that? No, it's like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? And he feels like he's Mm. on a mission. And it's amazing because he also... Says this thing that the the further you get away from it, like the older it is, the more valuable it becomes. How does that happen? Why do we all appreciate it more the older and more decayed it becomes? Same with buildings and stuff like that. Mm. And I think when the sac was it the um, what was it the building the Notre Dame that burnt down Mm. in Paris, and everyone was like, well, you could spend all that money on the NHS. You know, there was a billion pounds to rebuild it, but Mm. it holds so much value in such a weird way that you Mm. just can't fully comprehend and to knock it down and pretend Mm. it doesn't exist. It's like you just can't do it. And I don't understand how you can make that argument because obviously people's lives were at stake. Mm. But it's not an argument that gets made. It just gets spent on Mm. Notre Dame because Mm. it's a piece of art that needs to be preserved. And I don't don't get it. It's important. Like well, it's probably said. what will change the world, really. It's what mm. does change the world more so than virtually anything else, I reckon. Mm. I don't know. But, wow, when oh. he played it to me, I was like, it's Jordan Peterson. He went, yeah. And then I was listening to cry? it in the car. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to turn it off. <laughs> and then I came home and listened to it. I thought, I've got to talk this up on the podcast. But even Did just you like, cry again when you listened to yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, just like two minutes oh into it. God. This morning, I listened to it all this morning. I was like, oh, God, why is this making me so upset? It's quite weird. But I don't think anyway. you're upset. No, it's not. I about think you're being moved. Upset. It's like a. I think you're moved. Yeah. That's I think it's lovely. Really. Yeah, yeah. God, I love God. it when you get like that. It's also worth having a little look through the comments as well because I think people are, are trying to express how it makes them feel, and mm. there's something nice about that. There's nothing cynical about it. You know, mm. it's just like, wow, this is really good. I want to talk about something that um, I've never talked about before on here, mm-hmm. which I have thought about a lot and um i've i've read the book and everything and i was nervous when we started doing this podcast Mm. that a paper would kind of pick up on it and kind of try and pretend that we were talking about love languages and talking Uh, about each other's love language and and make something out of it Mm -hmm. and um but i now feel like we've got to a point now where i think we're going to be able to talk about this book without it being (laughs) us talking about our relationship because we're not talking about our relationship Mm. because in fact this was recommended to me this book by holly Mm -hmm. my my eldest daughter and it's an old book but it's called the five love languages and what i thought was interesting was the other day when we were talking to your friend tony yeah um when we talked to tony and he said, I don't understand where kids aren't, why kids aren't taught this yeah, at, school. at school. And yeah. I thought, oh, this is really interesting yeah. because it is such a basic and clever way of 
learning how somebody appreciates how somebody receives and how somebody gives love and it can change relationships with your kids with your boss with your friends with your lover with you know with yourself mm -hmm. like you have a better level of understanding yes. yourself it's so good and what was interesting with holly was her primary mm -hmm. love language um is words of affirmation mm -hmm. now the the languages are i think it's um touch words of affirmation quality time physical touch acts of service and receiving gifts so holly's were words of affirmation mm -hmm. that was her highest and then touch came quite quite quickly underneath that and i could have what was interesting because i feel like i know her so well i was like I absolutely would have known that yeah. straight away because when she was younger, when she was about 14, I looked at her one night and I just thought, oh, I said, I, I'm so proud of you, Holly. Mm -hmm. And she burst into tears. It meant that much to her. Yeah. And I thought, well, I must tell you how great you are more often because I can see that that is what you need and that is what you appreciate. And then I was thinking, God, with friends and stuff, like I've got another friend of mine who um, is quite high on gifts and it's not the the monetary aspect of the gift. It's the thought and mm -hmm. the, whereas gifts don't, aren't massively important to me, mm -hmm. but touches, which also probably comes as no great surprise to any of our listeners yeah. who can see how kind of huggy, touchy feely I am. But also acts of service are really important to me. Like, I guess um, that is somebody put, putting themselves out or being, a t you know, part of a team. Like if my kids help me in the kitchen or something, I'm like, oh, I feel so loved. And I just feel like it's a book. You can mm -hmm. get it as a book. Um, you can download a quiz, which, again, if you um, are listening, we will uh, post the quiz on our Instagram page so you can all take it. It's free. And what it will teach you is the way that you receive and the way that you give love to people really does matter. And it doesn't mean that if you are, say, going out with somebody, that they have to have exactly the same love language profile as you do. It just means that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just you know what they like and they know what you like. Yeah. yeah. So um, say, for example, you know that uh, gifts aren't so much, but the biggest gift you could give me is to give me a hug. Mm -hmm. Like, you you know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that that will make me feel loved. It's a cheap gift. Yeah, it's a yeah, very it's cheap gift. I'm such a cheap date. <laughs> like, you've really lucked yeah. out with me or helped yeah, me yeah. unload the dishwasher. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. They've written kind of several books now in the kind of series. So there's the five love languages, yeah. which did so well. Mm -hmm. And they've gone on now to how to build a stronger relationship. But it's not just about male, female, 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 yeah, male, yeah. male relationships. It's about, it could be any things, kind yeah. of relationship that you've got. Anything that's gone a bit sour. If you've got two people mm -hmm. that are willing to have a go at working on a relationship, mm -hmm. I think... You know, this is a good book to read. Mm. And I couldn't recommend it high enough. And I think New Year is when you do look at relationships and are you happy and can you make something better? And if you do want to work on something, this is a really good idea. It's a good way to help you. New Year's resolutions mm. dovetails into that quite nicely. Mm. Just just to say about this, because I did the quiz last night. Mm. Quality time was my number mm -hmm. one um, thing. But it'd be worth doing it three or four times, I think, mm -hmm. because... You know, I, I was filling in last night while in bed, you know, wanting to watch this TV show and all the rest of it. And you think, oh, well, perhaps if you caught me during the day, I might answer some of those questions differently. Mm. It might be worth doing it two or three times just to get a kind of average over the over the three or four times you did it. And I think also it depends on the person that you're with, because mm. if you are with somebody that is absolutely robbing you of a certain aspect yes. of something. Or fulfilling uh, one of or the aspects. Or fulfilling yeah, one yeah. of the aspects. Like I don't need that because it's yes. already fulfilled, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, it'd be quite interesting to do a few times. Um, I enjoyed it though. And, yeah, and it's um, good. And I, I'm, you know, yeah. I love an online test. <laughs> yes, I, I'm constantly kind of, you know, give yeah. me an IQ test yeah. every day of the week. I love it. New Year's resolutions, just on yes. that subject. Have you got any that you're making this year, or um, I, you... I'm really not. They're easy to fail at. I think that's one of the big problems. And then you can make yourself feel a bit sad that you failed at yeah. something. That's what I was going to suggest. The thing to do is is to make a resolution that's within your grasp, but just slightly outside the norm. But if you make it so far out of your grasp, like the idea you're going to run a marathon or something this year, and it's like 
I mean, for me, I know I'm going to fail at that. So mm. it's, an, it's a really stupid thing to say. Sorry about the pings. That's all right. But I am going to try and put a bit of weight on this mm. year. That's uh, I was. I'm about nine stone eight, mm. and I'd like to be ten stone, really. Okay. Um. So I've tried that I'm before and never made that. that. Yeah. So um, not fat. Obviously, it'd be nice if it was a mixture of muscle and just general bulk. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's one thing I'm going to try and do, and then I, I must learn some new piano skills. I'm quite good on the piano, but in a very limited way. Mm. And I realised that as soon as I want to play in a different time, timing, like a 3-4 or something mm. like that, I'm struggling with that. And my left hand doesn't do very much. So I'm really going to try very hard. Maybe I should set myself some kind of target of playing something on this podcast, maybe a, a short one-minute piece that would be, you know, acceptable to listen to. When? Maybe in the summer or something. Not like soon, but, you know. Did you hear that, everyone? Yeah, like, I, I mean, I put it out there for that very reason, to Good. apply a bit of pressure. Great. Um, oh, and I'm going to stay sugar-free. Yes. It's been very good for you. You're in very good shape. Um, I really, really feel unbelievably mm. good. Um, this is a good recommendation to go sugar-free. Yeah. I mean, so, I did it on the 1st of November. Yeah. I went brutal. I did no fruit. Mm-hmm. I did no honey, mm-hmm. which is normally the thing I fall yeah, back yeah. on you for... Do. Um, a month, and then I've reintroduced berries only because they are low GI. They're okay. less, you know, a grape or a piece yeah. of melon or something like that is very sugary. Um, so I do raspberries, strawberries, blueberries. I love a blueberry. Um, and that's it in terms of fruit. Mm-hmm. And then I have to ha- do sometimes have a tiny bit of honey. Okay. And then I fell off the wagon a little bit at Christmas and mm. had three mm. mince pies, mm-hmm. not all at the same time. Um, with some cream, um, but, but that was it. Your uh, sugar, going sugar-free is is basically n- not having refined sugar. No refined sugar. Not like nibbling on Haribos and things like that. No Haribos. But like you say, you have no a bit chocolate, of honey. No biscuits. And you have a, like a toasted tea cake sometimes yes. for breakfast. And so tea cakes has raisins in raisins it. Raisins so that's Yeah. So and bread's got sugar in it, so yeah, I'm not like that it, uptight. But I, you're not uptight at all, really, but it's just no. a very big, obvious sugary yes, things that you've obvious cut sugary things. And I have to say, it's made a an enormous difference to your to my body, body yeah. for sure. The mm. big thing that it's made a difference with, I think, is at the end of the day. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I was noticeably Blighted. like a size bigger. Yeah. You know, I'd go from a 10 to a 12 at the end of the day. Mm. I was very bloated. My tummy would be bloated. And that is usually because I would do the big sugary binge mm-hmm. after dinner. Okay. And then I'd go to bed and I'd think, what's happened? Mm. To me, and now I don't get that at all. Mm. Yeah, it's it's very mm. impressive. Um, a couple of quick things then before we uh, yes. before we wrap up. Uh, my brother Steve uh, very kindly bought us an ice machine, an ice making <gasps> yes. machine. A lot of fridges have ice making machines yeah. on them, but a lot of people have a little, little bar area or a place where they make drinks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this is a smallish ice machine. I'd say it's like thirty centimeters. Uh, in depth, I'd say it's about 20 high and 20 wide. Mm-hmm. It makes ice cubes in eight minutes. Which is amazing. It's remarkable, isn't it? So it makes about nine at a time, I think it says. Nine ice cubes ready in seven minutes. It's on Amazon, this machine, for £109. Wow. Um, I'll just see if I can find the name of this specific one um, that um, that he got us. But it's really good. It's called iKitch. So it's I-K-I-C-H. Ikech, um, uh, ice maker, so it's £109, but it's been really good over Christmas. Oh my God, it's been an absolute yes. godsend and with teenagers and endless yes, gin either and gin and tonics, and, yeah. but even like a Fanta or Coke Zero yeah, like needs to have some ice in it, you know. So it's really good, so you just chuck some water in it, you don't have to mm. plumb it in or pipe it in, you're chucking about half a litre of water... And seven minutes later, you get nine Oh, no ice water cubes. needed. You don't have to plumb it in. You just pour the water oh, in. Oh, great. And then over the course of one of, of a 24-hour period, I think it makes something like 26 pounds of ice. So 12 kilos of ice it makes in a wow. day. Which is up 12 kilos. You think about picking up yeah, a 12-kilo bag, right? So it was really good, and it's made a massive difference over Christmas. But I would have thought for the summer, the spring, summer, yep. if you're eating outside, having barbecues and things mm-hmm. like that, you literally just plug it in, chuck in some water, and bingo, you can start getting ice just continually coming every That's a seven really good minutes. one. So it was absolutely great. And then the other thing that uh, I got for you and your 
brewed at uh, your house mm. was a series of Echo shows from oh, Amazon. Yeah. So these are Amazon Alexas with a little TV screen in them. They're about the size of a large iPhone with a speaker in the back. Mm-hmm. They're £40 each. Mm-hmm. And you can put one in every room and house, let's say, mm-hmm. if you've got you know four or five bedrooms or something like that, and then one in the kitchen. And if dinner's ready or something like that, you can literally go, Alexa, call everybody in the house, tell them dinner's ready. And I mean, it all goes so down. much better than Chester! <laughs> you can FaceTime everybody. You can FaceTime a phone. Your phone can FaceTime these Echo shows. They've got Netflix on them, Spotify on them, Apple Music on them. You can put everything on them. And there's a little screen you can either watch or you can interact with it. It's touchscreen as well. So it's like a next step on from the Amazon Alexas. Mm-hmm. But bloody hell, they're really good. Now, you can go up and go for something called an Echo Show Eight, which show is a off. bigger screen, yeah. <laughs> or there's an Echo Show 10. Now, the Echo Show 10 is about £250, but it comes with a huge bassy speaker in it. Oh, So wow. it's a proper sound system in there. And then, obviously, you've got a big screen. And the next one's about the size of an iPad with two really good speakers in there as well. But wow. They've been a great little thing, but they go on offer all the time on Amazon. Oh, do they? Yeah, but £40 for a little thing that gives yeah. you access to music, the internet. Well, it's an intercom. An intercom system that doesn't require any wires other than a plug absolutely great yeah really clever yeah so go and have a look on amazon at uh, echo show they're called but really well worth it um i got my kids them for for our house as well and they've been superb okay we should probably do some shout outs not anything yes ages let me have a quick look happy new year to olivia and saskia uh i hope you're both all right and you've both had a lovely christmas Sorry, I've just opened my Instagram account and uh, the Cuban Brothers' latest post has really made me laugh. Um, So Cuban Brothers, go and follow them if you fancy a bit of a giggle. Okay, let's have a quick look in general. Louise Roundtree. Can I recommend The Tourist with Jamie Dornan on BBC One? I've heard really good things about that. Uh, Thanks. Apparently it's really dark. This is Louise Roundtree, 66. Yes, well, as we go and watch A Great British Scandal, this comes up suggested for us. I love Jamie Dornan. He's so cool. He's so cool. Very handsome. He's so handsome. Way too handsome for my liking. Um, okay, let's have a look. Let's see who else we got. Quick TV recommendation that's really well worth the watch. It's yeah. BBC's You Don't Know Me. It's four episodes and it's brilliant. P.S. My hobby loves the recommendations you had for war documentaries. Oh, well, that's great. Oh, good. Um, I think there's a new uh, World War Two documentary series that's just come out on Netflix, actually, at the moment. So I'll have a quick look at that. That is Joe Laking or Lacking. What, what do you think that is? Lacking? Uh, Laking. Laking. Okay, good. Thanks very much indeed, Joe. That's really helpful. Jodie Batchelor sent us pictures of cheddar cheesies. These are what? just cheese baked till crunchy. What? Whoa. Jeez. Shut up. So these look like a bag of crisps, but they're crunchy <gasps> cheese. Shut up. Oh my protein. God, I have to have a look at that. Protein. Oh yeah, protein. That's good, isn't it? Um, these look great. I don't know who's making them, but um, Jody, Bachelor 80... They look great. We're going to have a look at them. Cheddar Cheesies. Yeah. Um, That's a great name. Yeah, it is good, isn't it? Hey, guys, watched The Rescue on Disney+. Plus. Uh, incredible show. Oh, my gosh, I've watched this. What? The Rescue. What is it? It's one where they save all those kids and bring them out. Oh, the... We've got to watch it. Okay, I've watched it, so I'm, oh. going to, I'm going to talk about this next week. But, yes, Matt Speak, Matt's Peacocks, I think it is. Mm. Matt Peacock, yeah. Mm. Uh, yes, I've watched it and I bloody loved it. So uh, everybody, go and watch that if you're uh, interested. Documentary series, it's on Disney Plus mm-hmm. and it's called The Rescue. Because it was on Disney Plus, I thought that was an animation thing about a dog that rescues loads of cats yes. or something like that. It's, no. That. It's not that. It's not that. No. Somebody's been um, watching shorts. Oh, the Disney um, shorts, a friend, yeah. A friend of mine who heard the recommendation and said that they couldn't believe it. They wrote, literally wrote me, he works in television, so he's very into you know, the subject matter and the meaning and the animation and the quality, blah, blah, blah. And he just sent me an enormous message about, I can't believe it, I watched it with my son. We were so oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Sarah's just said, hi, Michael and Davina. I love your podcast and always look forward to it coming out on a Friday. I would highly recommend a new programme on Disney+. Plus. It's called Welcome to Earth and sees Will Smith, 
love him in brackets, uh, narrate and star in a series of natural history documentaries. Oh, Sounds wow. a bit odd, but it's actually brilliant. So Rob Taylor, my cameraman friend, I mm. went for lunch with him just at the end of like September, October. Mm. And I said, what are you doing next? And he says, I'm going to shoot Will Smith in the Antarctic for six weeks. And then I'm going to the Maldives for three weeks to shoot other stuff. And he said, Will Smith's doing this big documentary series. He said it was for Nat Geo, but maybe it's the Disney one. But he said he's become super, you know, kind of obsessed with the environment and all that. And he's making these these big, docu- massive, massive budget documentaries. And he said, and I'm the lead cameraman shooting him in, in the Antarctic. Oh, my God. I know, I've no, not spoken no, to him but, since. No, but, but like, like, I mean, what a job, because it's amazing. Yeah. But what an amazing yeah. step, like... That mean that is the top rung. It's You're be, working it? with a worldwide famous mm. celebrity on a game changing documentary, good for the world, yeah. amazing for your career. Like oh how gosh, fantastic is that? Like oh, well done, Rob. Well, yeah, know, amazing, isn't it? You got any more? Um, no, I just wanted to okay. say how nice that was. Yes, that was nice. I mean, it's nice I to know be back, we isn't were it? both no. slightly stressing, like, oh, we're, we're going to have anything to say. Yeah, I, I mean, we had a lot to say. Yeah. And we've got to talk about this Fitzpatrick's cordial at some point. Yeah, because that was so good. I think we're going to have to order it off the internet. I don't even know where you buy that from. I don't know. This is a drink that somebody gave us recently. Hang on. God, it was so tasty. Is that Tesco's? I think it... But he lives in the Lake District. And you get all these weird little niche brands up in the Lake District at Booths and at Lakeland and stuff like that. I'll go and have a look, see if we can track it down. Um, I'm Googling right now. It's very nice to speak to you all. Everybody. It was so nice to be uh, back. Yeah. And we've missed you a lot. Yes. And we when have. we stopped, we were like, oh, oh God, what are, we, what are we going to do? <laughs> like, how are we going to do yeah. that? Like, how are we going to survive without you? But <sighs> we did, but we've, we're so, so pleased to be back. Uh, have a lovely weekend, everybody, if you're listening to this Friday or Saturday. And we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.